So good evening, everyone. This is Senior Master Coordinator Bob Ferguson, and I am delighted to have as our guest tonight Eli Bremer. Eli is a pentathlete, Olympian, serial entrepreneur, coach to the elite of the sports and business worlds, and dearest to us in Shackley, captain of the Shackley Pure Performance Team. So Eli, it's always great to have you on Shackley Talks. Thanks, Bob. Always, and it's always great to be on your Shackley Talks. So I was thinking before we get into the subject of why supplementation is so crucial for peak performance for all of us, Olympic athletes, and all of us who are just trying to live our life in a healthy way, let's fill our audience in on some of the history of Shackley Pure Performance and a little of your own remarkable Shackley story. Yeah, so it, they, they kind of intertwine. For those of you who haven't heard it before, um, I got started using Shackley when I was in high school um, I had sort of started really taking off in sports, and my mom has a doctorate in human nutrition, and we had a friend who was a Shackley distributor, and she, you know, started talking to us about uh, really the sports products, and that's what got me introduced to it. My mom, you know, did her due diligence and research and said this is a really good product. So um, I started, you know, as a Shackley consumer right when I was probably 15, 16 years old, um, fast forward a number of years later, I was dealing with a physiological problem in, in, my, um, in my body. I had extreme anemia, and I was training for the Olympics and just faced extreme fatigue, was having trouble breathing right, um, and did not want to take any supplements because uh, I was being drug tested all the time, and, and supplements are known to have a very high, high probability of contaminants. So uh, that sort of is what brought me back to Shackley because um, I had actually tried a couple other products that I thought were going to be pure. I didn't have a drug testing problem with them, but they didn't work. And my mom suggested we look at Shackley's uh, supplementation solution, and it was Shackley's Iron Plus C that solved that problem for me. So um, sort of got reintroduced to more of the product line when I was an elite athlete. Uh, fast forward a number of years later, I qualified for the Olympics. And Shackley offered to sort of let me have whatever I wanted for their products uh, while I, I got ready to train for the Olympics, which meant I sort of went nuts and I started like, you know, getting into the water filtration systems and cleaning products and laundry products and all that. And I started really learning more about the whole concept of healthy products that are in harmony with your body and in harmony, in harmony with nature. Um, so I, I had sort of a slow evolution of growing into understanding what Shackley could provide to an elite athlete, to an athlete's body, or to, to anyone's body for that matter. Um, fast forward a few years later, I wound up talking to Shackley uh, corporate, and uh, they sort of asked the question of why I was such a big Shackley fan as an Olympic athlete, and I told them the concerns that elite athletes had about drug testing and product purity, and I said, you know, I've done my research, and Shackley not only is scientifically backed, but their manufacturing procedures are phenomenal. They're kind of like borderline pharmaceutical level, and that it's, a, it's the only product I thought athletes should take when they're being drug tested at the Olympic levels. Um, and it was out of that discussion that we decided to uh, gear the sports marketing efforts of the company toward the, a new concept called the Pure Performance Team, which instead of paying, you know, very famous athletes to pretend like they like the products, we would actually just get the products to lots and lots of athletes who would actually use them and give us real testimonials. Um, so in the uh, coming up on nine years since, we're heading into our fifth Olympics. We work uh, oftentimes with about 10% of the Olympic team. 
um, on any given year. And the last Summer Olympics, we won 13 gold medals um, and uh, we're, we're gearing up for the next Olympics now. So it's, it's pretty exciting to talk to these athletes as they're getting prepared and, you know, help them with, you know, all the various different things that athletes go through uh, trying to gear up to compete in the Olympics. So uh, it's, it's truly been a, a great experience to get to work with these athletes, get to provide them the best products in the world and watch them just accelerate their performance because of it. That's really terrific. And the whole idea that uh, this is not like the official vacuum cleaner of the Olympics, this is a real deal. These are people who need uh, help with their nutrition uh, to reach the absolute pinnacle. And we have the goods, and it's becoming well-known. In fact, uh, it's fascinating to me how you are now beginning to find, get whole sports federations involved We've stood the test of time. We've been doing this for nine years. So USA Judo and USA Shooting. So tell us about that. You know, how, how has this yeah, evolved? Was, well, so in the, in the past years, there had been an approach to start working with these federations, but then that caused the problem of actually working with the athletes. Now that we've really established ourselves as having a great relationship with the athletes and the athletes want to use us, we've been able to reorient these relationships and, um, and really create a great relationships. Uh, this, this year it's just going to be kind of on a pilot basis with these two federations. Um, and that because of how we approach them again, instead of sort of like the approach of buying their logo and then saying, you know, gee, these athletes must use our product. We, um, we set up the relationship so we would actually be working directly with each of the athletes and we'd form a legal relationship with each of the athletes in the federation uh, that goes to the Olympics. So, uh, actually, it's, it's interesting you ask that question. I have a I have a meeting with the CEO of USA Shooting tomorrow. Um, you know, as their athletes have started to finalize uh, who's going to the Olympics and things like that, we've been able to dig in tighter with them. And a lot of people don't think about shooting and they you know as a as a tough um, as a tough athletic sport, but the reality of it is it's actually probably much closer to what most people face on a day-in and day-out basis because of the mental and emotional maturity that it takes. It doesn't take tons of calories or heartbeats, uh, but it is very demanding on your psyche. And so those athletes are very particular about how the di- their diet and their supplementation plan uh, impacts things like their blood sugar, um, their emotional state, things like that. So it's been pretty interesting to work with a lot of them. We've worked with a lot of Olympic shooters in the past. We've won a bunch of medals in shooting before. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're, you know, we've, we've had the opportunity now to work with a few of these federations, go to their events, uh, be at their Olympic trials, work directly with their athletes now through the federation. So uh, it's been a really cool, uh, really cool new opportunity this year. That is so great. And I think in the last call, uh, I had uh, mentioned something like Matt Emmons could hit the tip of a pencil and you go, oh, no, 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 you're wrong. He hits the tip of a pin, not once, yeah, but been... 60, times, six, yeah. 60 times in a row. Now, what kind of mental and emotional stability is required to do that is really, boy, that's really something, isn't it? Well, it is, and and if you think about the physiology, if you if you grab a laser pointer, if you got a laser pointer at home, you know, pace out 30, 35 feet uh, from a wall, and pick up your hand and hold the laser, try to hold the laser pointer steady. You'll discover just how much natural shake you have in your body. 
Um, and that yep. is hitting the head of a pin, not a pen, the head of a pin, P-I-N, at that distance, 60 times in a row, with TV cameras in his face, you know, the world watching. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. He had been chasing a, a, a medal in one of the disciplines for several Olympics, and uh, one of the changes he made when he finally medaled in that discipline was that he was on what is now the life shake. It was, it was labeled the sin shake at the time. Uh, but he got, he changed his breakfast regimen to, to really work on his blood sugar and his energy levels to help keep him calm and steady during the, during the event. And that's one of the, one of the big changes he made that helped him win the medals. This is a perfect segue, Eli, because as you pointed out, the shooter's requirements are probably closer to the requirements of us in normal daily living as opposed to you who were what uh, what was what was your time running uh running three miles how many what 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 was two, your two, minute? two miles my well it was, it was a 3k which is just under two miles i'd, I'd run that at about okay. 430 mile pace well for about two miles yeah, yeah that, that's fast that's that's really fast and so that that requires a different kind of physiology a different kind of requirement so let's dig into this let's talk a little bit more about what olympic athletes require anyone on that elite level require a little bit more about the kinds of stories like matt stabilizing his blood sugar and all that and then let's turn that over to us in normal life in all of our our olympic challenges that all of us face uh, during our day and how does that relate to us? Yeah, Olympic athletes are not superhuman. Uh, they're humans doing super things. And one of the tools they use to do that is they fuel themselves with oftentimes fairly extreme diets. So you see different diets by different athletes. A, a top-tier uh, triathlete or pentathlete, which is my sport, they might eat high, you know, upper ends of 70, 75, 80% carbohydrates. Uh, most people, if they eat that, they'll blow up like blimps. But you look at these multi-sport athletes and elite runners, and they're they're not very big, um, right? And so, you know, that's that's one end of the extreme. On the other end, you might have wrestlers, weightlifters uh, who are eating tremendous amounts of protein and much lower carbohydrates, um, and they'll be very big and strong. Uh, and then you've got athletes like shooters who are needing to really stay at a very level state. They don't want the highs and the lows. They're working out at a fitness level. They're not, you know, they're not in the gym uh, 20 hours a week. I mean, I, did, I would do probably 20 hours of active workouts a week when I was in full-time training. You know, my, my weeks would be 60 to 70 miles of running and 25 miles of swimming, uh, plus other deals. So they're very extreme. What's interesting with that, is that even, even athletes who are consuming that level of calories often struggle to get all the micronutrients that they need. Um, you know, in my case, I, it, was, it actually was iron that I could not get enough of through a normal diet. Um, we have that actually happen more commonly with women. It happens with a number of men in multi-sport at altitude uh, through what I had, which is called heel strike anemia. You, crush, you, you take so many steps. Uh, that you crush the red blood cells in your feet and you start burning through red blood cells faster. So these are, these are athletes wow. after extreme wow. environments. Yeah, and the moral mm-hmm. of the story there is pretty much all of them need to supplement at some level. And a lot of people ask me, well, you know, if you eat just a balanced diet, aren't you going to get enough of everything? And the answer is no. 
um, and these athletes can't get it, and they're eating a lot more than probably most people on this call. Um, and so it's very, very hard for lay people to to get enough uh, nutrients in their diet, uh, especially if you're eating, you know, 1,800 to 2,000 calories, which is what most people eat. Well, yeah, and if you're not active enough, we're not on the farm. We're out uh, from early morning to late at night. It was very interesting. I recall when Shafi first started to work with the ski team back uh, in the early 80s, they were talking about male skiers, alpine skiers, burning seven, they would go through 7,000 calories a day, and they found them mm-hmm. deficient in a whole variety of micronutrients. And so if it's not possible, now, of course, they're burning a lot, but if it's not possible to get the micronutrients we need, eating 7,000 calories, as you point out, it's really going to be tough eating 1,800 to 2,000 calories. So really, I think the whole point of this is being able to optimize the nutrient calorie density, right? You want to have a certain density of nutrition relative to the calories you burn or calories you eat and then burn. Yes, that is part of part of making sure your nutrition is in line for sure. And in, in line with that also is we've had an overly simplistic view of diet for too long where we said diet is the number of calories and then we sort of got more into, okay, maybe the macros count, you know, the, the carbohydrates, the proteins and fats. But I, I heard a great explanation of what, you know, your vitamins and minerals do. The, the, the protein, carbohydrates, and fats would kind of be like the, the gasoline and maybe the oil that you put in your car. But all the, all the other stuff is sort of the other lubricants and all that kind of stuff that a car needs. And if you only put, you know, gasoline in your car, eventually it's, it's going to stop running because it has other things it needs to continue running. And our bodies are like that too. So it is very, very important to get all those into your body, not just say, okay, I got, I got some carbs, some protein, and some uh, fat in today. And so thinking about our sports nutrition line, I know that uh, many people have seen the presentation that we shot of you in Wellesley talking about uh, the different requirements and our different programs. So why don't you just go over that a little bit. Why do we have a lower calorie program and a higher calorie program? And what it, what it comes down to more than just the calories is not all calories are created equal. Uh, that's the first thing to remember. Historically, we looked at weight loss as calories in minus calories out. And if you were taking in more calories than you expended that, you know, you'd you put on weight, and if the reverse is true, you lose weight. The reality is our bodies are much more complex biological machines. And so how we use calories is incredibly important. And so I've got a good training on this that sort of shows that when you're doing high-intensity training, uh, your heart rate's high, when you're breathing really, really hard, you're in anaerobic state, and your body is burning various forms of carbohydrates. Conversely, if you are carbohydrate deficient, it's actually impossible to get to that state and you can't burn high levels of calories per unit time. On the other hand, when you're using your muscles, you're tearing apart your muscles and they need lots of protein. So if you do, you know, today I did a relatively hard 50-minute run on the treadmill. It was 22 degrees out. So I got on the treadmill at my house and I did some interval running, probably burned 900 calories. Very Mm. little muscular work. So I need to replenish with carbohydrates. But if I, tomorrow I'm going to go do a, a long swim, 
we'll probably do some hard intervals. So I need more balance. I need carbohydrates and proteins to replenish my muscle. If you're just doing weightlifting, you probably need a lot of protein and very little carbohydrate. So Shackley developed this sports line around the realities of the athlete. So if you're doing cardio training, you need, you know, especially high-intensity cardio, cardio training, you have to fuel your body with carbohydrates, especially mid-glycemic index carbohydrates that, that have a sustained release over time to give you the chemical energy required to do those workouts. And if you're doing strength training, you need to, you need to be consuming fewer carbs and more protein. And so that's how we built out the sports line if you look at it, everything with the plus, energize plus, hydrate plus, build plus, that's all a high carbohydrate. And then the other version, the, the energize, the hydrate, and the build are low carbohydrate. So depends on the workout you're using, which one you should use. So what does all of this mean to us in our daily life? How do we translate those requirements into just going through our day and feeling as good as we possibly can maybe exercising some. What does the experience of the Olympians tell us? Yeah, our bodies are truly amazing machines. And if we treat them well, they can go a really long time. I was just skiing this last weekend with my dad, who's 76 years old, he's about to turn 77, and he's skiing double blacks with moguls and still doing an amazing job. He's also taking very good care of his body. He takes a life strip every day, a Shackley life strip, my mom and my dad have had a, a large garden. They eat a lot of organic food. The meat that they eat is wild game. So they're not Olympians, and that's a prime example of how proper eating can do that. So you don't have to be a marathon runner or an elite athlete or something to benefit from proper nutrition. You want to eat to what your activity level is. If you're not being very active, then eat to that. Eat, eat maybe more protein, fewer sure. carbs and definitely lay off the processed foods and the sugars because that's what your body needs. On the other hand, if you go out and do a cardio exercise, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've worked with people. I remember a woman that was telling me she was doing three or four times a week of an hour of hard cardio and then was not eating any carbohydrates because she was trying to manage her weight. She was only eating protein. And I said, you must feel terrible. And she said, oh, I feel terrible all the time. I said, let's switch it over to carbohydrates. And let's give your body the fuel it needs. Because what winds up happening is when you eat right, your body will naturally adjust. Uh, it'll adjust your weight. It'll adjust your body comp to that type of activity if you eat correctly. So if you do high levels of cardio and you fuel your body with carbohydrates, appropriate carbohydrates, high-quality carbohydrates, and enough protein, you'll actually tend to lean out even though everything you see on TV is, oh, get rid of your carbohydrates. If you're doing yep. a lot of weightlifting, if you're doing strength and you don't eat enough protein, you won't build the muscle mass you're trying to build. Whether you're going to the gym for a light workout a couple days a week or whether you're hardcore into fitness, eating right will absolutely help you get to your results. So how does a person gain an understanding, working understanding of what their particular exercise style or lifestyle requires? That is a great question. One of the best things you can do now, and a lot of people are doing it, is, is invest in a smartwatch. I just pulled up because I knew, well, I didn't know you were going to ask that question, but I was going to bring up the answer if you didn't. I'm looking at my real trackers today. I said I did about a 50-minute run uh, with hard intervals, and it says I burned 1,090 active calories through working out, total active calories of 1,321. I've actually been surprised with how accurate I've seen you know, probably within 5 or 10%. I mean, they're not to the calorie, but probably within 5 or 10%, a, a, smart, a smart watch can give you a very good idea. 
Do you know how to read it? I can go into, you know, my workout. It'll tell me my total calories. It'll tell me the heart rate. In general, if you've got a smart watch, the higher your heart rate, the more carbohydrates you're burning. So mm-hmm. It's a fairly straightforward deal. So I think that's important. My high heart rate wasn't terribly high. It was 158, so it's probably 85%, 90% of my maximum heart rate today. So, you know, I, I didn't go terribly hard. If I had gone harder, I'd probably want more carbohydrates. And now I have a total idea of you don't need to be – I wouldn't recommend, like, really calorie counting close, 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 close. But I think it gives you a good idea to say, oh, I actually did burn over 1,000 calories today. There's a reason I'm hungry. Well, it's a good brand name for a smart watch. I, I have an Apple watch. I used to have a Garmin. You know, I think Fitbit makes a good watch. So there's any number of those devices. And mm-hmm. I would strongly encourage people, if, if you're taking your health seriously, those devices can make a really big difference in terms of if you're just trying to get a handle around. I've talked to people who say, I have no idea. Am I burning 300 calories, 500 calories, 1,000 calories? What they can do is they can sort of measure your activity. They measure your intensity levels, and it'll give you a reasonable understanding. So I think given where technology is, you can afford it. I definitely suggest investing in one. I think it'll pay big dividends for your health. And so as a baseline for people, what do you recommend for pretty much everyone as, as a baseline kind of a foundation for the nutrition program? Well, at a minimum, I'm convinced at this point everyone should be taking a multivitamin. Um, I think the Shackley Vitally is a great product for anyone because it's a, you know, it's very affordable. So the reason for that is if you look at what's happened over the last 30, 40 years with food production, an organic tomato today does not have the same nutrient content in it that it had 30 years ago. We've had soil depletion. We've done genetic altering of our fruits and vegetables. So there's a lot of reason for that. And less so, but definitely part of it is we're less active as a society. I don't even need to get up to change the the channel on my big screen TV. I can do it from my smartphone or I can do it from a remote. (laughs) So we are less active, uh, especially if you're not working out. But, you know, I I think having just a, a basic multiple vitamin is an absolute must for everybody, so I recommend that. If you want to upgrade from there, we definitely have more options. Vitalize is a really outstanding product. I've taken that for years, um, and now I'm taking the Life Strip. Uh, it, it, one of the things I like about that, those, those two products are definitely for people who are a little more serious about their health, and I don't have any judgment if people want to just take a multivitamin, that's fine. You know, that's, that's a very good thing. If you want to upgrade, again, go to Vitalizer or go to life strip. Uh, I travel a lot. You know, I'm getting ready to go to, um, go to the, uh, Washington DC for a few days. So when I travel, I count out how many life strips I need. And then I know if I've taken right. them or not, cause it's pretty hard on the road. So for people who travel, a lot of our athletes yep. love that beyond the vitamins they're getting. Here's something bizarre, Bob, you might not believe this. If you don't take your vitamin pill, it doesn't do you any good. So for me, those blister packs make a world of difference because I was just up in the mountains three days skiing with my family. I took three uh, life strips, and I came back with zero. You know, so I, I remember to take them every day because it's really hard for me jumping around time zones, jumping between my home and hotel rooms to remember to take my vitamins every day. And by the way, that's also when it's hardest to eat. So you know, going back to your original question, what should everybody do? Everybody should be on a multivitamin. If you're more into health and wellness, look at upgrading into one of the uh, – 
is a vitalizer light strip. Beyond that, if you're active, I think making sure you're hydrated properly with the right sports strength, that's very important. And making sure that if you're active, especially that you're getting the right nutrition after the workout, if you're exercising your muscles, taking protein, if you're exercising your cardio, taking carbohydrates. That's very important because a lot of people don't think about this, but a lot of injuries are caused because our bodies aren't healing correctly after workouts. And your right, body naturally right. wants to heal. And yeah, it can't heal if it doesn't have the right stuff to, re, you know, to heal the body. So that you get that through eating correctly. And the same is true with carbohydrates. If you're doing a hard cardio workout and you don't consume carbohydrates afterwards, you go into a, a depleted state and your body will actually start eating itself away trying to replenish uh, its energy supplies. And that can also cause injury because it's, it's taking, instead of your body fixing its muscles, it's sitting there trying to, desperately trying to replenish itself with energy. Your body will fuel itself from whatever it's got, right? Inclusive of your heart muscle, by the way. So yes. uh, it can be very unhealthy to not give your body what it needs to replenish after a workout. Now you also pointed out to me on a little text that you can use apps like MyFitnessPal. There's a lot of different products on the market that Absolutely. help us be a little bit more quantitative about it. Sure, and I did forget about that. If you got a smart device, which almost everybody does now, before I got my, my smart watches, I had my iPhone with me when I was running, and that's exactly what I did. I logged it on, my, on, a, on a free app. So if you're not interested in investing 100 or two or $300 in a smartwatch, you could probably get an app that's free or cheap and do it that way. But I would absolutely recommend that. You really can't make improvements on anything, this is true with business or fitness, without measuring it. So being able to measure it over time and eventually, let's say you're having to do something you're not comfortable with in terms of logging onto an app every day and uploading your activity, over time, you'll start realizing, gee, if I'm doing my cardio workout burns, you know, 300 calories, you don't need to log it every time you know about what it is. So, you know, you can kind of make a mental note and say, okay, this is about what I did today. That's a lot better than just sort of taking a total guess at it. That is wonderful. Well, Eli, we're at 8.17. Why don't we do this? Everyone, if you have a question or comment, Eli, just touch star six and unmute yourself, and we will wait and see if anyone has some questions. I would imagine there may, there may be. So just touch star six and answer your question or make your comment. Hello, this is Nadia. Hey, hey, Nadia. Hey, Jeff and Sue. So who wants to go first? Nadia, go ahead. I think I was second, but yes, just wanted to say thank you, Eli, for wonderful information. I kept going through all my clients. I can send uh, this video for additional education, so really appreciate it. My pleasure, Nadia. Thank you. Great. Well, Jeff and Sue. Well, it's mostly to say hi to Eli and you, Bob. Um, always a pleasure, Eli. Um, every time I, I listen to you, I learn something more. It's a, an awful lot that you uh, you know carry around as a core of knowledge. So thanks again for that. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, this is Sabra yeah. from Cleveland again. So you okay. earlier were talking about one of the athletes who reworked their breakfast so that they could have better blood sugar levels and, and stay steady while shooting. Who was the athlete? That was Matt Emmons. He's a gold, Thank silver, you. and bronze medalist. His wife's also a gold, silver, bronze medalist. They, <laughs> they consume ludicrous amounts of chassis products every year. Shooting? Or was he... Yes. In- athlete no he's a shooter and four-time let's see one two three four-time olympian in shooting 
is actually kind of funny. I've known Matt since before he made his first Olympic team, and he was a young young guy at the Olympic Training Center. I was pretty young at the time too, and he won a gold medal in 2004, and then made international news when he shot the wrong target and gave up a second medal. Oh. There was a young young gal on the Czech Republic team who came up to console him. A year later, they wound up going out to dinner together at a competition. The year after that, they started dating and got engaged. And the year after that, they got married. And the year after that, she won the first medal of the Beijing Olympics. She won the gold medal, of the, the first medal of the Beijing Olympics in 2008, pregnant with their first child. Oh, so, wow. Well, there you go. Now, now <laughs> That's quite a progression. Yeah, so you can follow her. Her name is Katie Emmons. And she actually has some of the best posts we have from athletes as a mom because she's got four kiddos now. They live over in the Czech Republic, but Matt is the shooting coach for the U.S. biathlon team. Uh, he retired last year from, from his own personal competition. But it's funny because they, you know, they post a lot about what their kids use and stuff like that. So uh, great, great family story. That's why I said that I, I know how much we send them because we have to go through all sorts of hoops to ship into uh, the Czech Republic because Shackley doesn't have a sales license in uh, Europe. So we take very special care of them. Well, Eli, thank you very much. This was a really super call. I will edit it up and get it out to everyone, get the archive in, and put it up on all the Facebook groups. It's always a pleasure. Another three or four months, we'll just have you come around again because there's always new people to listen, and each of these calls has its own flavor. Different information comes out. I heard things tonight that I or put things together in my mind that I hadn't really before, and I'm really glad I asked the question of, how do you know? Because that was such a great tip to either use an app or use a smartwatch, and then you really kind of know what you're burning and how you can refuel, and that's pretty terrific. Well, good. Glad to, glad to help, Bob, and I always look forward to being back. We're, what is that, I think five months now from the, the Summer Olympics. Expect there to be no shortage of drama around that. We're starting to look at the issues that athletes are facing around international travel. So I'm sure there'll be a lot to discuss about about how supplementation can impact your health. Uh, you know, I have a trip coming up overseas, and I'm I'm taking it very seriously. I'll be taking Defend and Resist with me, and zinc as a proactive measure. Definitely be taking some of the Shackley cleaning products as well. So probably Nutriferon too, our immune booster. Yeah. In fact, that may be something, Eli, that as we get closer to that Olympics, talking about how to keep our immune system at the highest possible level because I was having a conversation with someone today and he said, well, what can you say about Jackley products and coronavirus and that kind of thing? I said, well, not much other than the uh, wolf pack is around the deer herd and which deer do they eat? They eat the sick ones. They have some of the young ones, but they eat the sick ones, right? You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the deer that, that the wolves get. So you need to keep your immune system absolutely in top shape. Yeah, that was my, my older brother is a physician, and he and I were talking earlier today about my upcoming trip, and that was exactly what he was talking about. He said, let's, let's make sure your immune system's in healthy order. Let's make sure that if by some unfortunate way you're exposed to the coronavirus, that your body's not battling multiple other things. So... You know, even if they can't work directly on it, you're never worse off to have a healthier body uh, to fight off a disease. As the Olympics get closer, I'm sure we'll be dealing with this more and more. 
That's great. Well, another three or four months, and we'll have you on again. So, folks, thank you very much for being on with us. Uh, and uh, Dr. Painter is with us, I believe, next week. I will publish a list of the next ones, next talks coming up. I think Dr. Jamie, we're going to slot her in in the latter part of March on women's health. So we got a lot of great stuff coming for you. So stay tuned. Take care, all. And Eli, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Bob. Good night.